0: Get all the answers you need from professionals in this Fox 4 podcast. Ask the Experts. Welcome to Ask the Expert on Fox 4. I'm your host, Hannah Guthrie. And today we are going to discuss something that we don't like to talk about. We don't like to think about. But fortunately, we have somebody here who can do both. Of course, we're talking about long-term health care. And with me is... Esther Talley. She's administrator of Providence Place, a unit of Providence Medical Center. Thanks for being here. Thank
1: you. Glad Uh, to be here.
0: Let's get personal. Let's talk about your parents. So
1: it's not often that your professional and your personal life intersect, but in my situation, we did just recently, last December, my parents had been adamant they would live in their home Mm -hmm. till they died. They would grow old in their home together and had been Doing it, and successfully, but my dad is 98. Oh, and they wow. 98? <laughs> 98. 98. And finally, last Christmas, it became apparent that even though that was their desire, it was not a healthy situation for either my mom or my dad to be in their own home.
0: What became apparent? So what did you notice? My
1: father was increasingly... Um, needing more physical help than okay. my mother. And my mother also needed physical help, but my mother is starting to have forgetfulness. Right. So my dad remembers everything he's ever been told. <laughs> good or bad. About your mom? <laughs> but my mom seems to forget a few things. And so they were not getting enough meals, the challenges oh, okay. of getting to the grocery, right. getting the food brought in, my mother remembering to make the meals. My dad... Um, asking for what he wanted instead of just sitting in his chair sleeping, they were losing weight. Okay. And then my dad got pneumonia, went into the hospital, and actually ended up in a skilled facility for some therapy. And at that point, my mother realized it was she was over her head trying to pro- be the care provider. Right. So went up there, uh, researched some homes. They wanted to move into a building in a different area of the state where they had ties to grandchildren. So we did the research, found a place for them, showed mom floor plans to help her give a choice on what she wanted, which I think is important that they have some say. Yeah, that you're not just
0: bossing them around because they raised you and they were the boss of you for a long time. Still
1: are actually, still are. (laughs) (laughs) But anyway, um, but it was not without uh, some stress, anxiety, sadness. It was, a hard, it was hard for them to leave their home. It was hard for them to leave their church that they had been a part yeah. of for many, many years. But the good news is I was there July 4th to see them, and they're thriving. Oh, awesome. And my yeah. dad has gained weight, He's and he's having the time of his life. Finally, there's enough people to talk to. He gotten, <laughs> he's very sociable, and he was lonely at home. Yeah. And I don't think he realized how lonely he was. But now he goes down for breakfast. And he talks to the other residents of the building. He goes by the front desk and talks to the staff. The maintenance man, I think, has gotten lots of advice on how to do things from (laughs) my (laughs) But it was good to see that in spite of the challenges of getting them to this place and getting them over the hurdle of, I don't want to leave my own home, I'm comfortable here, that they really have blossomed in the care environment that they have. And my mom is less anxious because somebody is there now to help her.
0: And plus it's nice though, that you involve them in that decision-making. Yes. Yes.
1: And I think that's critical. I think too often we as children do think, let me just handle this for you. Mm -hmm. I'm faster. I've got more things on my plate. I need this done. I need it done yesterday. I'll just go do it. And I, I think it's important we realize how much loss comes with age we spend our whole life accumulating Mm -hmm. family possessions a career our own independence and then we get older and those things start to disappear and this is the last loss of independence when someone is going to come into long-term care and i think it's important that we're honest with our Family member and help them make this decision so they feel they have some control, if at all possible, in the selection. What's important to them in right. looking for long term care.
0: Now you said you researched facilities and you found a good one for your parents, mm-hmm. but you know you hear the horror stories mm-hmm. of you know patients getting bed sores mm-hmm. and no, they're not taking care of them. The staff's out smoking cigarettes or mm-hmm. stealing from them. Right. So how do you know the staff is good or that it's a good facility? Because they can have pretty shiny ads in the right. paper and on TV, but how do you know they're really good?
1: Well and. First of all, I will defend my industry okay. and say that yes, there are outliers of facilities that are not doing the best they can. But the majority of us are in this because we care for our elders right. and we do want what's best for them. And our staff, it feels that way too. It is a hard job to work in a nursing home. But there are, um, we are heavily regulated by. Medicare, Centers for Medicare Studies, so CMS watches over us carefully. Uh, We're surveyed by state agencies on an annual basis, so all that data is collected and reported out on Nursing Home Compare, which is a government website.
0: So nursinghomecompare.com, so we can go look Mm, and 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 we see our Mm .gov, so we see how they're rated.
1: Right, and they rate us on our quality measures, uh, to include things like bed uh, pressure ulcers. Sure. They rate us on weight loss, um, how many infections our building has had. They're also rating us on our staffing. Are we staffing appropriately? Do we have the number of nurses that we're supposed to have? Right. RN, LPN? Do we have the aids that we're supposed to have? So all that information is gathered and is reported out through that website. So I recommend that you do your, a lot of your homework can be done through there. Um, But there's nothing that takes the place of seeing it for yourself, asking, getting a referral. Your doctor is, your mom's doctor, your dad's doctor is probably your best source of a referral. Mm -hmm. Uh, A lot of these doctors are in nursing homes day in and day out. They're taking care of patients in there. They're going to know the nursing homes that are staffing appropriately. They're going to know the nursing homes that have good outcomes,
0: I visited relatives in nursing homes, and one of the things that bugs me is when you see an 18-year-old caregiver call an 85-year-old man, sweetie, how are you, hon? It just seems so disrespectful.
1: It does. It is. So Uh, we are not allowed to do that. Okay, right. And if you are in a state survey and a state surveyor hears you, unless we have care planned that the resident has requested that. Right. So some residents do. They do grow up in that environment where everybody was honey and sweetie, and they can make a request that it's okay, that they'd like to be
0: called Well, for that. an older person to call somebody, hon, mm-hmm. right. I mean, I do that. Right. You know, but it seems the reverse is wrong.
1: And so- part of the process of when someone comes to us is we do have these meetings. We do have a care plan right. meetings. We meet with the resident. We meet with their families. And we we ask questions like, how do you want to be addressed? I had a resident for a long time who was a retired doctor. He wanted to be called doctor, which right so, he earned, so. It. He earned <laughs> yeah, being a doctor. Exactly. And so we put doctor on his um, nameplate outside his door and he was referred to as doctor. So yes, that's part of the process is addressing your resident with dignity in the manner that they want to. If you want to be called Mrs. the entire time you're with me, then you should be called Mrs. Uh, Most of our residents prefer to be called by their first name, and that's fine. Some have nicknames they use. And we find out early on in the process, how do you want to be called? And that is the process. So yes, it is disrespectful. There's often times that we have to work with our staff to say, just because that's the way you do it in your home, this is not your home, this is their home. And one of the things I say to my staff frequently is, you came to work in their home they are not living at your workplace. And that difference, and if you can grasp that, you're going to be a very good employee. Because, because you're going to knock before entering right. the whole thing. And you're going to understand that when they put their call light on, it's not inconveniencing you. That is your job to go answer the call light as promptly as you can, given that you have other residents you're taking care of. Yes, you want to make sure that those residents are safe before you leave to go answer someone else's call light. But you're not going to stop and say, well, I had plans to go drink my pop. And right. now they've put their call light on, and I'm all bothered. You, Do you have the afraid um, to go.
0: Do the help I fall in and can't get up button? No, well, we have a
1: call light. A call yeah. light, but
0: where mm-hmm. is it, around their neck? Because my father-in-law, when right. he was in assisted living, mm-hmm. actually it was independent living, but he mm-hmm. had a button around his mm-hmm. neck, and he just pushed it.
1: Right, and those are common in assisted living and independent living because right. your residents are going down to the dining room, and those are usually multi-level buildings. Right. Ours, we have call lights in all our rooms, and the cord is long. And so if they're in bed, it is clipped to the sheet. If they're in their okay. chair, they can choose to have it clipped to the garment or they can hold it in their hand or it can lay on the bedside table next to them. But it's within reach of them so that they can reach it and press for help and the aide can come in and help them.
0: Can we talk about guilt? Okay. Yes. <laughs> there was a recent letter to Dear Abby. And so this woman's husband had dementia. She wasn't in love with him anymore because he kept cheating on her mm-hmm. when he didn't have dementia. But now that he's in a nursing mm-hmm. home. She wished she had left him before she put oh. him in, and now she has to go see him, and mm-hmm. she feels guilty, mm-hmm. feels guilty about divorcing him, mm-hmm. so she's kind of stuck with him. But does that come up a lot? I'm happy to say no. Oh, <laughs> good. Oh, that's good. Okay. Maybe so a topic a for another to
1: expert. But no, people do feel guilty. I mean, you've all heard... We hear all the time. I promised my mom I would never put yeah, her in a nursing yeah. home. Yeah. And no one says when I grow old, I hope to live in a nursing home. That's I true. hope to live in this, by the sea. I hope to live in a mountain chalet, whatever. But no one says I'm making saving all my money to go to the nursing home when I get old. It just doesn't happen. Right. And But for certain people, they need us and we want to be the best we can. But yes, guilt is... A problem when children have promised, Mom, I will never put mm-hmm. you in a nursing home. Because... Because I
0: promised my mom that.
1: Yes, I have not. My poor mother. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no. no, you were probably smart. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but I might have 20 years ago before I got in the industry right. and realized that there's a certain amount of labor taking care of your senior that you may not be equipped to do or may not be willing to do. And that does not make you a bad person. For instance... Sons often feel challenged if their mother is incontinent with providing that level of private care.
0: Well, I'm the same way, Like, I would never be able to change my dad's diaper. I don't right. want to. I think I would be taking away his dignity. Right.
1: And I'm with you. If my dad got to the point where I needed to provide that care, I would be looking very closely at other options. Now, my brother, on the other hand, may feel perfectly capable right. doing that with my dad, but I certainly don't. So sometimes as we age the people that we thought would care for us in our old age do not age with us unfortunately husbands die before wives children die before parents so everyone has to realize what's best for the person i'm trying to take care of and sometimes the answer is stay at home with me move in with me and i will take care of you sometimes the answer is you can still live at home but we're going to provide home health or some sort of a visiting situation. Um, sometimes the answer is there is no one to help you and you do need 24 hour care 7 days a week, 365 days right. a year to be healthy and safe and at that point long term care is your
0: answer and now let us find the best place for you. And do you help them make that decision I mean if somebody's capable of uh, staying at home but they mm-hmm. have a visiting nurse come in, do you go hey that's what you need, you don't need the nursing home right. care.
1: Part of what we do a lot of our residents come to us at the end of a skilled stay. So they've been in the hospital like my dad for pneumonia. And now we're looking and saying, maybe you can't go back to your independent home in my, family situation. My dad could not go back home with my mother. It was not going to be a safe discharge. Right. But he did not need long-term care. There was a medium between that. And so yes, we do. We are social worker. We have a licensed social worker. And she's very good at laying out to the family the differences between living at home independently or living at home and having care brought in, independent living in a community, assisted living. I mean, there's all these options now for our elderly. And And they're great. It's great that they have so many options. And so we do. We do not. We don't want to keep you any more than you want to stay. (laughs) I don't know if I should say that. But But it's true. uh, If you don't need us, somebody else does. And I don't want to take away from you what you can do independently on your own if you don't need me to be there to help you.
0: What's your take on pets in nursing homes?
1: Well, some nursing homes allow them. Uh, We don't, but it might have more to do with I'm not a pet lover. (laughs) I already have plenty in my own home. But no, some nursing homes do. We're allowed to. um, This... Government CMS um, says that we can have this is their home, so it gives them comfort. I
0: think it does.
1: It has challenges—not just snakes or goldfish, but a good dog, lizard. Yeah, but there's challenges obviously with having pets in a community. But certainly, some homes agree to have pets. So if that's something that's important to you, that you take your cat or dog with you, then you should ask that in the as you're researching where to take someone or where to go live yourself that's a good question to ask the admissions person can I bring Fido and
0: you know what I think would make a good nursing home? So you get the nursing home, you've got the older people, but then you also have an apartment complex uh, for there's teenagers. Mm-hmm. And then you have a daycare center where there are toddlers yes. and then a doggy daycare. No. So then, <laughs> I know, maybe you I'm big putting dreams. too much in. Yeah. <laughs> but then everybody's just kind of mingling. Yes. You know, you're not just around other people who might be old and mm-hmm. sick.
1: There are nursing homes that run daycare oh, yeah? on site. And I think they're so it's a wonderful, smile. Yeah. wonderful concept. But we don't have that. But we do have school groups that come in. Uh, Every Halloween, the local school parades through the children with their costumes. And that's a big highlight. A lot of our residents have children, grandchildren, great-grandchildren that are in our home. Uh, So we try to reach out to the community. We have church groups that bring their teenagers Mm -hmm. um, for activities. So we do try to incorporate different ideas different age groups we have pet therapy so the the pets come to once a week mm-hmm. and come through and see the residents so it's important and i think that's one of the things when you're looking at where should mom or dad go what does mom or dad like so for instance i'm not a pet person my daughter's crazy about dogs right so for her it would be important that somebody have pets? For me, not so much. And so, you know,
0: she's not going to take you in when you're old because you right. won't like her pets. Well, your hoe's there. Uh, <laughs> Even if she comes oh, okay. <laughs> here. I didn't put all my eggs in one basket. <laughs> I like one of the other kids. <laughs> no. Right. Well, mm-hmm. if we all live long enough, we're probably going to end up with long-term care or needing some kind of long-term care. So, if you have questions about it, you can call Esther Tally with yes. the Providence Place, uh, with part of the Providence Medical mm-hmm. Center. Is there a website to go to? We do have a
1: website. Um, ProvidencePlaceKC.com or you can call 913-596-4200 which is our main number and I'm happy to share with you if you have
0: questions. I enjoy talking to people. Well thanks for coming in. We enjoyed talking talking with you. it was fun. Join us next time for another episode of Ask the Expert on Fox 4.